And a Merry Christmas to all of you. We're so happy to be back again this morning here at the Tabernacles, to be with this lovely little group. Brother Grimm and I were just discussing in there, uh, Mary said, Brother Bill, you got anything on your heart this morning? I said, just cry and say amen. I thought, we always have that. And so that's in common to us, that we have him. Got in late yesterday from Dallas where we had a, one of the most glorious meetings. And the thing we've been praying for now is fixing to happen. It's already in session right now. That is for a nationwide revival. All the ministers yesterday, the last few days that's had any size and caliber minister or services, we met together at, at Dallas for this uh, uh, convention. And there was some 15, 18 ministers there that, that has a ministry that carries up anywhere between three and 15,000, maybe 20,000 people. Raymond T. Ritchie, for instance, and Bosworth, and, and Old Roberts, and Jackson, and all those fellows there. Brother Jackson, the other night in his meeting, had 500 receive the Holy Ghost at one time. So uh, that's um, just wonderful. And we all met together yesterday, uh, the other day, on a working agreement for the year that we believe that God is here to do a work and a stirring the world has never seen before. I believe, friends, that we're... We're just entering something wonderful. And these ministers who will probably have every night this next summer, if the Lord permits us, every night will be at least for anywhere from to be 15 or 16, maybe more than that big tent set that holds up to 8,000, 10,000 people around the United States at the same time. Oh, we just got to have revival now. It's already in session. Hundreds and hundreds are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming into the kingdom of God now. It's not something that we even look forward for a little later on, but it, it's, it's already now. God's doing it right now. Yes, sir. Yes, Brother Graham. That's the thing that I always... Good for, you know, Brother Graham and I work together so well. He's so tall, not so short, so... I, <laughs> he picks the low fruit, and I get all the high fruit. <laughs> Sometimes I have to ask him to shake some down. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Graham. I still have to figure that out. Uh, the fire. We want it on the altar, don't we? <laughs> Amen. Well, you, the other night we were studying thousands deep in there, all of them clapping their hands and praising God. We just had such a glorious time. We had fire right on the altar. Then. And we're very happy to announce this uh, coming summer for the revival. Now, I'll be with the church here with Brother Grimm and you all for the next eight or ten days, I guess, as far as I know. And we want to be in every service that possibly can then. Um, we leave from there to the Houston, Texas, at the Coliseum. We've got a nice big building there that seats 17,000 people. And we're just expecting a great time. Try to have a, all of us have a prayer line down there, but we just couldn't do it. One minister at one place, one another, the prayer line, but uh, it just wouldn't work that way. And just, Brother Jagger had to go ahead. And say, another thing I want to announce, Brother Jagger stood and helped the stand like we did at Calgary. He, the, Missionary Baptist and uh, Free Will Baptist and all, you know, Texas is full of Baptists. They stood for him, but the fundamental Baptists rolled up against the, the program. And all how they wrote him up in the paper and everything, well, he, they wrote him Bible questions, so he answered back, and they got a, as they had no proof, then some bunch of political stand why they wouldn't put it in the paper. So Brother Jagger, we called a meeting there. And 75 cooperating ministers of the city came in together. We took a photostatic copy of it and said, is this freedom of speech? Is this freedom of press? Like that, and sent it out. 
and the paper lost 10,000 subscribers the next morning. And they come crying on their knees that we're published in a paper just freely. You don't have to pay us a penny. Oh, brother, listen, you church. One time we lived down by the railroad track. We don't no more. We live on Hallelujah Avenue now. We rank into the millions. We used to be as only a few hundred of us, but we go into the millions, millions now. And united together with the most powerful church in numbers there is in the United States. That's right. Uh, I guess in the world. Last year alone we had a million five hundred thousand conversions. Think of that. A million five hundred thousand conversions in the full gospel people. That is with the general orders. Right here. Oh, we're coming up now. And these little papers and things have been they wouldn't talk about Catholic people, they were afraid of. See, they were afraid to do it. But we're numbering right on up there now. We got a right. Let's claim our God given right. So we're going forward this year. God to be our help and our shield to cause us to try our best to have a revival. <clears throat> now, I, oh, up here, you all have to tell me when to stop. <laughs> up there, right there. All right, I can walk up this way and look back. And so good. How many feels good for Christmas? Say amen. This is a time of rejoicing. The time of. When all of us can come together and worship Christ, and I, I don't, haven't got a message, not a thing. I just opened up the Bible here when he was talking there. Turned over here, I said, where's the birth of Christ? Here, everybody's talking about that now, so I just have to read a little while and find something just keep staggering along until the Spirit of the Lord <laughs> picks up something. Now, to start, let's begin at Luke, the first chapter of Luke. That's the beginning of the, the birth of Christ. And... We'll uh, read something here, just teach some on the Word if we can. We don't know what the Lord will do for us, but we just trust that He'll give us a great blessing. They heard your broadcast. It was fine. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Preach the Word. Just tell him, Brother Grimm, in there, if there ever was a time that Christians need one another, it's right now. Right now. Whatever you do, lay aside everything, because I believe by the grace of God. I'll talk on that a little bit in a few minutes. That's how we, we need each other right now. The great, I believe that we're facing, are you listening to me? All right. We're facing, now looking at a great, this drama that's ever been set in all human history, working out here before us. The great a field of the world here and a drama that God is going to act out right now. That's, that's a startling. To look around over the world and see how the thing is moving together. Oh, is something fixing to happen, friends. This is what we've talked about and said about is right now here. It's already starting everywhere, breaking out. There's a great picture. I like the picture to you this morning. I see a lamb out the field of feet. The little fellow becomes nervous. He just he wonders. Look over the reeds right behind him. I see a line slipping up really easy. Pack his tail on the ground, get his feet ready for a spring. That's the church out there in the field. The darkness of communism is pushing all over the world, closing in like a great a shadow. And this is a long contrast. Take like before day. It's always the darkness before day because. The days of breaking pushing the darkness. It's the law of contrast. You see, makes it the darkest before the day breaks. And we're in that same thing now. It's just 
day the great shadow of darkness is pushing in to fulfill the man of sin. Did you notice in this very Christmas time, all the communist countries are, instead of sending out the Christ in the manger, they sent out little books of Stalin, putting Stalin's picture on it. The man who opposes himself above all is called God and so forth. Getting a great part of the world into his clutches. And another thing then, that all these, that's to fulfill the scripture. And then again, I want you to notice another thing, one of the fulfilling. These people who are formal, and these formal churches, is rising up against the moon. And the Bible says they'd have a form of godliness, but would deny the power thereof from such turn away. And they're taking their stand. Communism is taking its stand. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is taking its stand. Yes, when the enemy comes in like a flood, then I'll raise up a standard against it. That's right. And the church is taking her stand. I mean the Holy Ghost Church. Now that's all I'm interested in, friends. And I'm here. Out there I'm praying for the sick, but in here I'm interested in one thing, and that's God's born-again church. That's right. That's what I'm interested in anyhow. I'm not interested in bylaws and deacons and so forth like that, or orders of churches. I'm interested in the baptism of the Holy Ghost upon the church for this day that we're living in. Amen. That's the fundamental part, and that's what we're looking for. Just a word of prayer now. Heavenly Father, move down this morning into our midst. Grant it, Lord, and may the Spirit of God uh, take over the service. Bless the work here, Lord. Bless our brother, uh, Brother Graham. God giving words of wisdom tonight at the radio broadcast, may he be able to, to shake the people with, by preaching the word. Granted, Lord, may sinners weep, kneel down in the room and give their hearts to Christ. If there be any unbelievers here this morning or any that have not accepted Christ, may they come also. And now, start a revival in the hearts of the people this morning, Lord. May this be a renewing time, a time when the Spirit will be renewed. Oh, Father, we pray it this way. Come get us by the hand, each one of us. Walk us down this lane here. Show to us this great picture that's set in order here. Revealing your secrets to the same heart this morning. That we might see what's out here just before. As we walk down land, Lord, in the armor of God, may we go as gallant soldiers to face the enemy. But how can we face him unless we know his technique? And help us this morning to understand and show us the, his foreground there so we'll know where to be before we act in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the second chapter. Let's read this. And it came to pass that in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus to all the world that they should be taxed. And this taxing was first made at uh, by the governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph went also up from Galilee and to the city of Nazareth and to Judah, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days of her accomplishment, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now, just as a background, 
Can we get up to the part of it that I would use this morning? All of you just let yourself be in the Spirit of the Lord. We are... Today, all over the world is being celebrated uh, the birth of Jesus, which now is just traditional. Jesus was not born on December the 5th or nothing like that, or December the 25th. We know that's impossible. The hills of beauty was full of snow at that time. So how could it be that Jesus commonly, by stars and so forth, and by all of us born first around 1st of April, so when it's springtime. But this is a day which is all right, just set aside to worship uh, uh, in memorial of his uh, coming to the world. One of the greatest gifts that God ever gave to the world was Jesus Christ. That We know that. And now I want to speak this morning about his deity, who he is. So many had him a little baby laying out there in his cradle and so forth. But that, that was just one of the pictures, just one of the setting forth of the drama to bring it up to what he really is, his deity. And he said... In the scriptures of his coming, it has been spoke of since the days of, of John, from back even into Genesis, it was prophesied that the woman's seed would bruise the serpent's head, promising this child, Christ Jesus. And he's been that all the prophets, most every prophet that was ever uh, wrote in the Bible, spoke of his first and second advent when he has come to the world. Jesus comes three times. He came the first time to redeem his church. He comes the second time to receive his church. He comes the third time with his church. Everything in the Bible travels in trinities, threes, but all in one Christ. He can remember the first time to redeem his church. The second time to receive his church. The third time with his church as king and queen. Now... But on his first coming, we'll speak of just a little bit, and then on his being here, and then on his second coming, is on his, and then on the third time, if the Lord willing. Now, in these days, there was a great persecution against the church. Uh, Caesar Augusta had made a great plan that he attacked all the people, and that was only done for one purpose, that God's great prophecy would be fulfilled. Only thing you have to do when you see something in the Bible that sounds just a little mystic and a little superstitious to you, just give God a little bit of time. God's in no hurry. We're the one gets in a hurry. Just give God just a little bit of time, and you'll see the old prophetic wheels cogs run right up into the picture. It's a bell. Just like a bringing up of a picture. Like someone was speaking the other day, said, God, what was he? One of us back on her millions and millions of years ago when he was old, just like this space here. And then he gathered up into the Logos. And then he came from the Logos down into Christ. See, it's just God coming down like this to the earth, then going right back into God again. Don't you see what I mean? Just revolving, coming down from space, from uh, eternity. Rolling together, coming down into the Logos, the Logos down into man. Then returning right back again for one purpose, to redeem that man that had fallen. Now that's what he came for, to be a redeemer. And before God could be a redeemer, he had to be, according to the law, a kinsman redeemer. He had to be kinfolks to us. And God in the beginning made his first man, he made him out of 
spirit is the invisible part of man that you don't see. Now, God made man in his own image. Are you listening to me? All right. God made man in his own image. And God is a spirit, says the Bible. And the first man that was made had the government over all the creation, just like the Holy Spirit has government over the church today. He led the creation. He led the animals. But there was no man to till the soil, so God made man out of the dust of the earth. And that man, he might have given him hands like a monkey. He might have given him feet like a bear. Whatever he did, he just threw it together and made a man. But this man, he put this immortal spirit that never dies into this man, and he become more than a brute. He became a man. Then this man here, that's what I think is atheists and some of them standing around arguing. But the hour has come when God shed forth his life. There's an hour here when God's doing things. That's right. And so now when they argue, well, his feet look like a bear and his hands look like a, a ape or a, a monkey or so forth, and they try to say his origin comes out. That has nothing to do with this is the body of flesh that he's just living in like a house. It's going back to the dust of the earth, but the spirit is immortal. It comes from God. That's the image of God. God is the spirit. That man lost his origin in the Garden of Eden. His relationship, communion with God, was cut off there because of sin and unbelief. Unbelief in what? The Word of God. A picture was painted one time to Eve and told her how much brighter it would be if she just just discard the Word of God. Look over here to reason. You can't. God, there's a difference between reason and God's Word. God's Word is true. Reason's false. You can't reason out nothing. That's right. Our mind is not good enough, or never will be, to fathom. God's eternal wisdom. And therefore, you can't read it. you just got to believe it. And so then the picture was painted out back there to our first father and mother. And they fell, and that broke off relationship with God and was drove from the Garden of Eden. From that hour, God began to scream up and down the garden hunting for his, his lost child. And then the only way that God then could ever redeem him would have to be to make, uh, to come down and redeem him himself. Not in another, uh, not send somebody else. He couldn't send an angel. That wouldn't be right. But the only way God could redeem the man was come down himself to redeem it. If somebody sins here and my, I was a judge of this, of this group of people, and I had the jurisdiction over you all, and if I, if someone sinned, and I said, now, I brother Grimm, I want you to pay the price, that wouldn't be just. If I said to my own boy, to pay the price. That still wouldn't be on the just. The only way that I can be just is for me, myself, to take his place. And what I want past the judgment, and then if I want to redeem the man, I've got to take his place myself. Are you still listening at me? Now look, I want you to notice something. Then, when this, the only way that God himself could ever redeem this man was to come down and take his place. And that was the law that was given by Moses of redemption that it had to be through a kinsman redeemer, a man first who was worthy, a man who was worth the price, a man then who would make a public testimony and redeem the lost estate of somebody that had fallen. And then God was worthy. He came down some 1,900 years ago in the form of a baby born in a manger, overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, not born but sexual desire. He was God. God's blood was in him. The baby is always the blood of its father, never of its mother. We all know that. Without, I've taught that before here in times, and 
You know that the baby has not one speck of its mother's blood in it. Not a bit. No, nothing does. It's always the blood of the male. A hen can lay an egg, but if it isn't fertile, it'll never hatch. No matter how pretty the egg is and how well she warms it, it'll always be unfertile. It'll lay right there and rock. That's right. Unless the male bird has been with the female bird and the germ of life comes from the male. Therefore, when Mary, knowing not a man, she was with the male, God, the Almighty Jehovah, and he overshadowed her, and God is the creator that created a blood cell in the womb of Mary, knowing no man at all, and that brought forth the very creating blood of God to redeem us from our life coming in here, being born of sexual desire. And then that blood was drawn out of Emmanuel's veins on Calvary's cross, and the day has the same saving, redeeming, holy power that it did the day the transfusion was made out of Calvary. You believe it? Amen. Now, that's right. We're redeemed by the blood of God. The Bible says we are bought by the blood and redeemed by God's own blood. How was it God's blood? God has no blood. How could it be? Because it was God's created blood that he created in order to redeem us and came and lived in the same body that he created. Therefore, he could not, God had to suffer temptation. He could suffer temptation. He had to suffer sexual temptation. He had to suffer uh, uh, all kinds of temptation. To be tempted by the devil and riches and powers and, and dominions and so forth. He had to suffer all of that. In order to do it, he couldn't be as God in spirit. He had to be God in flesh. I'm speaking this morning on the deity of Christ. So that you'll know who he is that we're worshiping today. Not a baby in a manger or not Santa Claus. But we're worshiping Almighty God in the deity of his Son. And notice then that blood came down. And was, and was Christ Jesus. And God himself coming out of spirit went into Christ Jesus. And the Bible said that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Is that right? God himself, Jehovah, lived in Christ and was made a kinsman to us because he was born in human flesh like we are. Is that right? The blood cells were developed by God. And uh, the uh, flesh cells were developed in the womb of Mary that brought forth the child. And God came down and lived in human flesh and was tempted in every manner just like we are. Do you believe that? All right. Oh, then when he did that, he freely gave his blood. He didn't have to do it. He made that sacrifice. He could have went right on up into glory. He could have been transfigured like he was on Mount Transfiguration, went on into heaven, and never died for us. But to be willing to die for us, he gave freely his blood at Calvary. That's right. And he picked out. He was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And he made a public testimony in the book of Ruth. There's a very beautiful picture there. How this Boaz, type of Christ, how this Ruth went over in a strange country. As a backslide, went out of the land and brought back with her, I mean the old man, brought back Ruth. And when Ruth came back, she was a, 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 of the country of Moab. And when she came back, she was a Moabite. Absolutely a picture of the Gentile bride of the church. And when she went to leave Neoma, Neoma told her, said, kissed her and told her to go back to her people. She said, I will go with you to your people. Let your people be my people. And let your uh, dwellings be my dwellings. Let your God be my God. And nothing but death shall separate us. Where you die, I die. Where you're buried, I'll be buried. Now that's a picture of the Gentile church coming into Christ. Because we were once aliens away from God. Only the Jews was, was the ones to be saved. But we being dead in Christ take on Abraham's seed and are heirs according to the promise. 
And Christ got a Gentile bride. That's exactly right. Now, in order to redeem Boaz, to redeem the almost lost estate, that was the fact that the state of Israel, then Boaz, Boaz had to come out, and when he did, a Boaz brother, and when he came out, he had to kick off his shoe before the gates, uh, before the elders, to make a public testimony that he had redeemed that lost woman and her estate. And in doing that, then he bought back also, he got in there his bride, the woman he is looking for. He had to redeem the woman first in order to get the bride, don't you see? And that's the same thing Christ did. He made a public testimony at the gates of Jerusalem when he was beaten, smitten, afflicted, and was bred up cow Golgotha's heel and bathed a heel with his own blood as a public testimony that he had redeemed all the fallen estates from back down in the beginning and has redeemed his people from the curse of sin and from the clutches of hell. And knowing that she would need something more in the last days than what she's got now, he said, I'll not leave you comforted. I'll pray the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He will abide with you forever. A little while the world sees me no more, but I'm going up to heaven to get this thing fixed up, and I'll come back and be with you, even in you, until the end of the age. That's what I'm talking about. You see what everything That's right. That's what I'm speaking of now. It's him coming again in his power. Ages is flowed on. Oh, who is he? Ma, this morning you think of some little object of worship, some little manger out there, some little that. I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of Christ, the hope of glory in our hearts this morning by the Holy Ghost. That's right. Oh, condemned by the world. God has always come into the world when he did. The world hated him as it was in the days of Noah. So will it be in the coming of the Son of God. We're in that day, friends. And I notice, a little while the world will see me no more, yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you even in you, even to the end of the world. That's right, he's here now. And in the days how big picture always revolves up and made the same thing come to pass that we're seeing now the great drama set, and we're ready now to see great things happen. The church has been brought from the cradle, that's right. Pentecostal rocked it down under a few years ago back there while the people broke stones and made fun and laughed at but she grew to maturity now. That's exactly right. Now we're here. That's right. That's what I'm interested in, to see God's church coming together now. We've been beat out here and beat out there, but the hour's coming with God's throwing the blanket around us all to draw us in. For the enemies at the gate. Hallelujah. And sir, he said, now for his people, Daniel said, the great things of the last days, when these things come to pass, my, the great exploits will the people and the man of faith will do. And that day and the hour has come now, that when the great drama picture of God set forth on the latter rain, Joel said, in the last days it shall come to pass, and I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy upon my hands, made and made circle, I'll pour out of my spirit, and I'll show signs in the heaven above, and signs in the earth below, and pillars of fire, and paper of smoke, this shall come to pass before the great terrible day of the Lord shall come to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said in there, these things that I do, you shall do in greater than this, for I go unto my Father. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Everybody said in there, and, uh, uh, and uh, the word back there said, if ye abide me, and my word abide you, ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. A few years ago, the people around here said, you people up there, that tabernacle is holy rollers, you're all this, that, you're, you're crazy! Right. Who is he? Someone thinking the little baby back there. He's the one that's 
stood on the invisible oh my platform, raised out his hands and spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light that was Jesus Christ. Oh, he was in the world and the world was saved by him and the world recognized him not. He was, he's a deity of God. Look what he did back there. Talk about the miraculous. Back there he talked about shouting when he performed the miraculous things and the things which are now out of things which was not. He spoke and it was so. And that same power, that same Christ. Something else to do 
And this is in the end time frame. No room for it in the end. Of course, I know what that end is, but I'm referring to this end. But the Bible said in that day, when the almond tree shall flourish, desire of man shall pale, because he goes to his own home, and the mourners go about the street, or the silver cord be broken, the pitcher broken, the fountain. Oh, mercy, my friend. But the prophet also said, it'll be like in the evening time. That's right, the path of glory you shall surely find. That's right, the evening time comes. The church now that has once pressed back, that little major experience that we've been through, has come to a place now that the people are realizing that the deity and the power of Almighty God is living in the human being. Oh, brother, sister, let me speak to you in the name of Jesus. Do you still hear me? Oh, my, let me tell you something. That time's coming when women and men are just about alike. They dress so much like you can't tell one from the other. That's right. All those things in the Bible said would come to pass. It's here. That's right. You know that's the truth. Is it the truth? Is it the truth? It is the truth. They act alike, look alike, talk alike, talk alike. The Bible would say it would be that way. He said the last days, the peerless times have come. Men would be lovers of their own selves more than lovers of God. Truth breakers, Paul's accuser. Is it here? That's right. Oh, glory to God. I feel something rolling in my soul. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. 
saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm bound. I was blind, but now I see. Dear brother and sister, if you haven't got the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning, run into the kingdom of God as quick as you can. The stealing time is on. The enemy's coming like a flood. He's raising a standard against it. The drama says the church is going home if the church is anything. You have not always to wait, friends. You have not all the time to wait. You better come now. You better make it today. That's right, while today is today. Make it now. Remember, friends, it may seem strange. The world never, the religion of Christ never was popular. It's always been unpopular. The reign of God because the devil is the prince of power of the air. He has all the governments. Every government is controlled by the devil, according to the Bible. The devil said it was. That's right. He controls all the governments. And then the Bible says, Rule rejoice, all you holy angels and you saints upon the earth, for the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. And of his Christ and he shall reign. Satan took Jesus up on top of the mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, said, These are all mine. And I'll give them to you. And Jesus said, Get thee in Satan. That's right. He wasn't carrying that my kingdom of this world. I could call her a legend of angels. But my kingdom is not of this world. But my kingdom is in heaven. And he said, The kingdom of God will be within you. So therefore, the legions and powers in the back of the holy angels. Hallelujah. It's in you this morning. Church, 
Not because you've been a good ranking society. You can be ever so good. You can live a clean life. You can go to church every day. You can sacrifice every day. You can give a part of your money. You can give up uh, all the sins of the world and everything and live just as true and faithful as you can. And you'll be heaven just as far as east is from the west. That's right. It isn't by goodness that we are saved, but it's by His mercy that we are born. That God born and makes sons and daughters. Goodness never makes them. The Spirit of God makes them. If it wasn't so, he wouldn't have had to send the Holy Ghost. How could the Holy Ghost be complete? How could the, the contract be complete? Jesus said, I'll go away, yet I'll come again and be with you, even in you. Pray the Father, and he'll give you the Holy Ghost. He will abide forever. And people put their name on church books, try to turn a new page on Christmas Day, try to walk down to church and pay a few tributes to the manger back here on the Holy Ghost, pushing in Without the 
Holy Spirit, may they receive of thee this morning. Grant it, dear God. For we ask it in the name of thy dear beloved Son, Jesus, who 1900 years ago was born in the manger, who suffered 33 years later at Calvary for our sins, who ascended on the high a few days after that, 40 days later. He was received up in the glory. Then in 10 days later, come again in the power of the Holy Ghost, and now living in the church, and soon with that same power that raised him, the Holy Ghost in the church to take it out. Oh God, come, will you, and save the church. Father, we ask that in his name, Father, you have your hands up. We're going to say calling today. If there's anyone here without Christ, without God, without hope, will you come now? Talk to her 
Instagram. Where is all of it home? But Father, then after a while we hear sound like never before, the trumpet. The angel sounds the trumpet. Oh God, those who have entered the chamber of death shall rise up. How screams will go out. Much of members of the world, we can't stand still as she's rocking. And then we'll be caught up together to meet you. Oh Father, if death shall come to us before that time, I mean natural death of this earth, separation here. May we enter the chambers with a gallant faith, wrapping the robe of Christ around us, the Holy Ghost. Someday we got to come down there, Father. Now I realize i got to walk that line too. It's right out there before me somewhere. That hour that I enter that death chamber. When I hear my sentence read, I don't want to go like a coward. I want to go like you and Lord. Not try to wrap my own robe around, but wrap the robe of Christ, the Holy Ghost, around me. As Paul did say, where is your sin? Where is your victory? Enter that dark chamber among those who are dead, listening then for his voice of the archangel that shall sound and we'll be called out from among the dead. To meet our loved ones again. Oh, Lord, if we miss that life, life did nothing to us. We failed. But if we find him who's precious in our heart, then we found all the purpose of God. Oh, how we love him this morning. May every Christian this morning see the vision quickly, Lord. The hour is getting late now. And I pray that you will let us see the vision and take hold of life today and live forever. While we ask it in Jesus' name. You love each other? Turn around and shake hands. Each other say, God bless you. Christ be with you instead of Merry Christmas. Say, Christ be with you as you turn around. Now don't be. Just turn around and say, Christ be with you. Christ be with you. Now just a moment. Just say, I love Jesus. Just say, I don't want to act with Jesus. That's right. Somebody else. I love Jesus. Oh, 